Hello and welcome back to the After Ellen podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jocelyn McDonald, and I'm here with our writer, Gabrielle Alejandro. Hello, Gabby. What's up? I'm really excited about today's podcast topic. We are going to be talking about the lesbians of horror. Just in time for Halloween. So, um, how much do you love being scared, Gabby? Um, I don't know that I generally like being scared, but I like being around people who like who are scared all the time does that make sense really interesting just just like when i watch scary movies i'm not going to watch them by myself i'm going to watch them with other people who get scared easily so i have a good time the reason you're not going to watch them by yourself is not because you want to be scared it's because you want to witness other people being scared yes it's or is it because you want to be the big dumb butch who's like it's okay baby i'm gonna put my arm around you and keep you safe (laughs) (laughs) dominate any monster who's under the bed like i can don't worry i can i can take this monster don't even don't even worry about it i can take it no but it's not even a thing um one of the things that uh one of my fondest memories is um, every time we would have like a family function and all my aunts and cousins would like go in a room and we'd watch a scary movie. But all my aunts and cousins get really scared easily. So mm-hmm. it was just hilarious for me. Yeah, that's funny that you say that because some of my fondest family memories are around horror movies too. My family is, we love watching movies and we love like talking throughout movies. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like that, but my family's really funny. I don't think I would tolerate other people talking in movies but my family's really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway the kids in the family watching american horror story when the first season came out and we were all we couldn't stop watching it we stayed up until like three in the morning and the other uh, the other one what i mean you know my family gets together and sometimes we fight like we have different politics we have mm-hmm. <laughs> we have issues and then when what family watching, doesn't yeah and then we're watching movies together we're united we're united against the guy with the knife and yeah oh no here he comes at the back door (laughs) like like, why did you go there like don't open the fucking door we're all so invested yeah um but the movie hush um which is a mike flanagan movie and i really like mike flanagan and he's the guy who did the haunting of hill house and Mm -hmm. which has a great uh horror lesbian and the um the newest series is Bly Manor, The Haunting of Bly Manor. And uh that's uh, got an even more explicit um, you know, center stage lesbian storyline. So love Mike Flanagan. Anyway, hush scared the shit out of everyone. We I literally screamed. <laughs> but that's actually not uncommon for me. I I get very scared during horror movies and I I mean I remember like <laughs> being in uh like high school and seeing the ring in theaters and oh, actually yeah. screaming and yeah. like everyone in the theater just laughing oh <laughs> i like i really i watched pants. the ring in theaters too and then like a couple of weeks later or not a couple of weeks um but when it came out on dvd that's when all my aunts and cousins watched it but i had already seen mm. it so i knew it was going to happen so i left um like halfway through i was like oh i'm gonna go eat or i'm gonna go to the bathroom whatever but I actually, I went into the kitchen, 
got the kitchen phone, called my cousin's <gasps> cell phone. You are phone. a bad person. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And they all came running out of the room and screaming and everyone's like, what the hell are these people doing? So did did your cousin answer the phone or was it just that? The, yeah, that no, the she, phone she answered it. She, no, yeah. she answered she, it. Yeah. I didn't. Voice, I like, didn't say know? it. No, I didn't say it. I asked one of my like smaller cousins to say it. Oh shit! Yeah. That's so fucking funny and evil. That is so evil. Oh my god! Remember that movie? <laughs> that movie was so twisted and sick. I'm scared it just was, thinking about it. It was because you're like, oh, okay. It's like whatever. It's just like scary images, and then the this, images are scary though. Yeah, yeah. And then she had the audacity to come out of the TV, and I was I like, oh, that hell was fucked. No. Yeah, I think that's no. how I screamed. The um the fingernails on the inside of the well, I'll never forget that. And also mm-hmm. the 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 images themselves from the video, you know, when the the ladder is spinning and there's like a fly and that shit's really scary. Right, it was just so like simple, but it was so scary. It was so simple and so scary. I love that shit. I live for the the simple and yet scary. I'm not as like the paranormal on- activity that first the first paranormal activity. It was just really right. simple, like really simple things, but it scared the bejesus out of people. I don't need a lot of gore or blood. I need to be disturbed. Mm-hmm. And that's what really gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, th- so that's today's topic. Horror films are today's topic. And we've picked a few of our favorites. Um, Gabby, do you want to kick it off? What's your, what's your top pick? Um, Honestly, I thought you were going to kick it off because I completely forgot what I wrote on that list. <laughs> Get your note card out while you oh do. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! Okay, do you want to we start talking about Bly Manor oh. right now, or do you want to? Yeah, we can we can talk about Bly Manor. I okay because I have I... a lot of feelings about this. Yeah, like it got me. It got me too, and yeah. I didn't expect it to because I was very confused in the first few episodes, you know, mm-hmm. the haunting of Hill house was disturbing from the get. And mm-hmm. from episode one, I, I couldn't stop watching because I was so scared. I needed to know what happened next. And then mm-hmm. I was so scared that I couldn't watch except for one episode at a time. And I, I needed to block out some space after the episode where I could like watch the office or something stupid that I could, you know, just dissociate from how fucking scared I was before bedtime. Right. And I love that because mm-hmm. that, I mean, I, and that was the other thing. I was watching it alone because no, I mean, I, uh, my roommates weren't watching it with me for whatever reason. Um, so I went into The Haunting of Bly Manor expecting to be scared shitless. I right. cleared my calendar t- um, for each night to be, you know, um, followed by self-care, like some mm-hmm. kind of kinky play scene where where <laughs> we, we go to the dark place and then we, we give ourselves some aftercare. And it was just very strange because it wasn't that scary. And mm-hmm. it was very atmospheric and it was very driven by um, mystery and curiosity, but it didn't right. have you shook mm-hmm. at the end of every episode. And that really took me by surprise. And there were scary elements in each episode, but I kept waiting for the payoff to be super scary as the show built, and it kept not. Mm-hmm. And it, wa- it it took until like episode seven, I think, for the um, for the ghost story to come out, and right. and I thought that was a really interesting way of structuring the show to 
basically set it up like a gothic romance novel. Mm-hmm. And when you read Northanger Abbey and Therese Raquin by Emile Zola, I knew it was French. Anyway, um, super scary. So, you know, gothic novels, gothic horror um, takes a really long time to un- uh, to unravel. And there's a lot of atmosphere and a lot of psychedelic, um, not psychedelic, a lot of psychological questions Mm -hmm. um and they all have this dark moral twist that's like asking you to plumb the the depths of human evil the human capability for revenge or selfishness or whatever and Mm -hmm. so i didn't understand the show until i realized that it was essentially a gothic or a victorian horror novel Mm -hmm. come to life and that it wasn't meant to be a ghost story in the same way that haunting of hill house was but it was instead um this real slow burn and Mm -hmm. and that even um that even you know kind of dictated the ending spoiler alert the ending of the huge spoilers here you would never in, in in most modern storytelling have the denouement at last for an entire episode, but in the haunting of Hill house, the, the last episode is just the, you know, the climax has happened. The conclusion has essentially happened and we're watching, mm-hmm. we're watching the extreme aftermath. We're talking about decades later. Mm-hmm. We're still following the story. And so it's no longer scary really at all. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's really turned into just a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that. I really loved that. Once I understood what it was, and I wasn't, and I wasn't expecting to be scared, mm-hmm. then I didn't feel like, "Where's the fucking payoff here?" Right. Because I, I remember texting you um, when I was about halfway, and you were like telling me how like disturbed you were, and I was like, "Should I even finish this?" I but, was very yeah. disturbed by it. Yeah. I powered through. I powered through, and I didn't. I I lost sleep not because I was scared, but I lost sleep because I was immensely sad because i I felt like yeah i felt like this like bly manor really got to me in Mm, on so many ways in so many ways um first um when we're uh was the the ghost's name was viola or something um yes okay let's just go with that but when we were learning her story and that part where it was just she wakes up she walks she goes to sleep she mm-hmm. wakes up she walks she goes to sleep and i've been there i've mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. in that place Ooh, where i felt yes. like all i did was i woke up i walked i went to sleep and i didn't even feel like i was alive i was just so in this part of my life where I was just so heavily medicated that I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was alive. I was just going through the motions and I was watching that and I was like, yeah, me too, sis. Like, I feel you. I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So that, that really got me. I loved the love story. I really mm-hmm. didn't see it coming because of the way they set it up. And it was, um, it was just, beautiful the way that they're from from their kind of their meet cute where you can really tell that um jamie has big dyke energy from the start but you don't Mm -hmm. really see that about victoria 
P- Pedretti's character um, now. Danny. Well, she was yeah, Danny. She was now in her in in Haunting of Hill House. So excuse me, but um, yeah, you don't really see that about Danny because she is kind of sexless. She's like haunted, literally. She's barely keeping it together. You're not you're not like really seeing that character as being emotionally ava- available to like have a spark. I was ready to fight that ghost, dude. I was like, is this ghost like what kind of witchcraft we got to do so I can throw hands with this ghost? Like leave her alone, dude. She's gay. Get over it. <laughs> but so even real. just that also like I could understand her her need to not want to look at mirrors because she's reminded mm-hmm. of some traumatic thing. Like I, I, that happens to me all the time too. Every time I look into a mirror and I see this scar or I see what happened here, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's a deep metaphor. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the chemistry between them was really authentic as well. Mm-hmm. Same. And I, yeah, I was really pleased at a lot of the choices that the two actresses made as they related to one another because it just seemed really, um, it just seemed really real and deep. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I think the scariest thing for me was um, actually that part of their their love story. This that the scariest thing is the mortifying ordeal of being known, right? Mm. So that she had this thing in her. That's always on in the back of her mind that she, you know, they're going to have to deal with eventually. And I wonder that too. Like I have this thing that is probably going to ruin a relationship one day. Maybe it's always going to mm-hmm. be in the back of my mind, no matter how well I manage it right now, how well will I manage it in a few years? You know? Right. And your insecurity around your own failings or shortcomings mm-hmm. makes you think that no one could love you. And it, the process of being loved is the is the acceptance by the other person of your whole self and exactly. being willing to yeah. be a witness for your whole self. Yeah. So can you lean into that and accept that is what love looks like? Um, I, I mean, I yeah, that was, that, that was, yeah, same. It was really cute. And I really just, uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved the outfits. I loved the aesthetic. I love. We love eighties lesbians. We love it. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I think Victoria Pedretti is so beautiful. I loved her in Love uh, in Um You. She played Love Quinn in the last season of You, and I thought she was brilliant. And um, after seeing her in Bly Manor, I'm making an exception for one pretty light haired woman. Oh, okay. Yes. The light haired the listeners will rejoice. <laughs> They'll be like on your Instagramming, like, you know, some of us are really cool and cute. And we need a big, strong lady to protect us from the monsters. Yeah, I'll throw hands on whatever, whatever monster you need. I really liked Bly Manor. I was a little bit concerned because I didn't see Kate Siegel um, mm-hmm. in first like five episodes and Kate Siegel you will remember was Theodora Crane she was the lesbian character from the haunting of Hill House and so as you know the first few episodes of this show rolled out I was like where's hot Kate Siegel she's actually Mike Flanagan's wife and a screenwriter and an and an actress and um 
you know, helps, helps to produce all of these projects with him. Um, it's like, I think it's a family operation. And so of course, because she's married to a man, I know she's not a lesbian, but she played Mm -hmm. a very convincing lesbian character in the last season of this show. And so I was kind of like, she's the lesbian. Where is the lesbian? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, where is she? Because even if she's not a, a lesbian character, I mean, she has lesbian hands. Mm-hmm. And and we know this from, you know, her role as Theodora, but um yeah, where were those lesbian hands? And then it turns out the main characters are lesbians. So you're like, okay, well, fine. We we, we do get <laughs> that lesbians. Makes up for it. That makes up for I it. I was very concerned that Kate Siegel wasn't gonna show up with her lesbian hands and it was fine. But she did show up and she was fucking scary. I seriously was sitting there considering like could I take this ghost in a fight? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. could, but then I like watched her drag a full grown man into a lake. And I was like, mm, yeah. maybe She's not. Buff. <laughs> She's really buff. Um, my, my one part, like point of real confusion in terms of the storytelling was the, uh, Danny was followed around by this ghost for the mm. first three episodes who then three or four episodes who then became to, to, to sorry, excuse me, who became completely irrelevant. And mm-hmm. the the story was not really touched again. It was like once she banished his memory um, by burning his glasses, it was over for her. Because um, like, the, was it really a ghost or were we just seeing like her her own guilt manifesting as this thing? Yeah, which is fine, but it's not relevant to the ways in which everyone else is being haunted. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why is this this haunted character um, is haunted in a different way? And she just happens to show up to a haunted house. There's not really a connection. I don't know. I felt like that was kind of not a loose end, but um, a split end. It had yeah. no, uh, it could have been trimmed. It could have been trimmed from the ultimate plot line um because it didn't add to the plot Mm -hmm. did it i mean did it am i wrong i yeah because it's that dude just disappeared and i thought okay so was it like really was he really a ghost or like what what was really happening so Mm -hmm. i thought uh, honestly then i just kind of forgot about him you know yeah, the, all the ghosts of Bly Manor are real ghosts, but he is not, he didn't die at Bly Manor, so he's no. not a ghost of the same caliber. He was just banished um, by the power of lesbianism, I feel mm-hmm, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also murdered by the power of <laughs> lesbianism. Well, you know, the power, it's just lesbianism is just too powerful. What can you do? <laughs> we gotta rein right, it in other- sometimes, ladies. <laughs> yeah. What other what other movies did we like? Jennifer's Body. Speaking I mean, of lesbianism. Yeah. So I I am some kind of bad dyke because I had never seen it up until last week when I knew we were going to record this podcast. I was like, let, let me uh, jump in on a star's seven day trial period and stream this movie. Oh my god! I knew I knew it had Megan Fox because everyone's always like, "Oh, Megan Fox is the hottest thing ever." I, I've never really thought that, but I really have. I really think that Amanda Seyfried is so stinking cute. I've had a crush on her since she played 
the um, fundamentalist Mormon daughter in Big Love. I I think I have a thing for people in cults, having grown up in a cult myself. But um, Amanda Seyfried is bringing the sapphic vibes in this film, and I couldn't get enough of her. She was just every minute she was on screen, I was happy. Yeah, I think we all, a lot of us watched that one scene between them. Yeah, I will Stop. watch that a hundred more times. <laughs> yeah, I will rewind and watch that a hundred more times. Yeah. The, that was such an epic payoff because there were so many, there was so many implications of um, Amanda Seyfried's character, whose name I forgot, desire for her friend. You know, it's like, it's like a joke that she's, um, got the hots for her. And then it's like it with every scene, you can kind of tell the way that she, Anita, Aniti, that's her fucking name. Needy, mm-hmm. um, needy and Jennifer. So, yeah. So in every scene you can kind of tell like her eyes linger way too long on Jennifer's body. She is just way too, um, indulgent of every annoying aspect of Jennifer so you're like, okay, is this going to be some serious lesbian baiting where we can tell that uh, Amanda Seyfried's character, Needy, has sapphic energy, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's still a mainstream movie, so we're not going to actually get it. And then we got it. Oh, we got it. And did it was we so good. get it? Yeah. The scene where they make out um, set me a little bit. It was... Can I tell you how many times I watched that when I was like 19? Tell me. <laughs> like constantly. I was just like hyper focusing on that one scene. And I was like, ah, I think I'm going to have to come out soon. <laughs> oh my God, really? That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Oh, I had um, a huge crush on Megan Fox when I was younger. I think really? this is what started my my type of being a pretty dark haired woman. But Oh yeah. my God. Wait a minute. Jennifer's body gave you a type? Megan Fox gave you a type? That's incredible. I, maybe. It's probably what happened. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I love a good origin story. Yeah. Dang. I don't um, think, I don't feel like Jennifer did anything wrong. So she was killing Yeah, I people. agree. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, she did what she now, had to do. There's nothing really scary about this film. No, it's a horror movie because people die and there's a lot of blood, mm-hmm. and, pe- and also and Jennifer is possessed by a demon. Demon, but yeah, yeah. But apart, but it's from not that, scary at all. No, not really. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it, and I loved the like man eater trope turned literal. That was cute. Yeah, and I think that horror as a genre, um, and horror comedy, gets to play with a lot of themes that don't get touched in other types of mainstream media. And I really liked the sort of proto feminist message that it was kind of ahead of its time in the way it dealt with Mm -hmm. um, showing the results of sexual objectification of teen girls. Mm -hmm. And at the same time showed like a a teen girl response, like, okay, you're going to objectify me. I'm going to literally fucking eat your body. Right. Keep talking about Jennifer's mind. Jennifer, we keep talking about Jennifer's body, but what about Jennifer's mind? She got it. (laughs) Like she got it. (laughs) Yeah. And she, and she chose not to eat needy. Yeah. She was only eating boys. She almost ate needy. I don't think she, she, not in the way that we wanted. 
Sis, she licked her neck. Oh, not in the way we wanted. <laughs> yeah. When she first got back from her demonic possession, yeah. um, she she almost ate Needy a little bit, but not in the way that we wanted. No. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I did when um when Needy like jumped on Jennifer and straddled her and made out with her, I really for a minute did think that they were gonna fuck like I, <laughs> and I don't it wouldn't have fit in the movie at all and it wouldn't have made any sense but it was just so very hot uh-huh that i i don't know i guess i, just I wouldn't have really, minded oh i mean i was like where is this movie going what the hell but i didn't buy needy's boyfriend i didn't buy oh, yeah. that I didn't buy that needy cared about the outcome of her boyfriend like okay that maybe he's her He's her second best friend, but mm-hmm. she doesn't care. She doesn't care about. She clearly did not care. No. No. So, um, overall, excellent film. Everyone should watch it. Spooky, funny, but not scary. Oh, yeah. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it can be the palate cleanser that you watch after you watch something like Hill House that scares you shitless. Right. There you go. So, uh, what else? What else was on that list? I got, I got one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched Silent Hill recently and I really, really liked it. I, the first Silent Hill, the movie? I don't know that it was that scary either i mean it was kind of scary it definitely had some moments where i was pretty scared but Mm -hmm. what i liked about it um was the dykey cop character who i really didn't see coming you know you see her in the first scene and she's um a motorcycle cop in full leathers so she's and she's like actually got short hair and she's like kind of butchy and that really took me by surprise because usually lesbians – well, first of all, it's not like her character had a romance. So mm-hmm. she was not in any way positioned as a lesbian. There was never a character – there was never a moment where her character was like, I like women, <laughs> you know. But it was just like her big dyke energy could not be contained Um, in, in a 16-9 format. You know, she was right. very obviously gay. So – that really surprised me because women are not allowed to be uh, butch in movies. It just, it doesn't happen. Um, and so that, that just floored me. I mean, she was, she was so stinking cute with her motorcycle and her leathers. I mean, like all cops are bastards. I I know like my opinion is, I know my, right. my opinion on this is problematic, but I think, in point of fact, all lesbian cops are hot, and I and I don't think that you can. I I don't think you can convince me otherwise. Um, and Lori Holden, duality of woman, right there. It is the it is <laughs> the it is um a duality as old as time. But Lori Holden as the um as the lesbian cop in Silent Hill was so good. And um, really made the film for me, honestly. Right. Did you ever get a chance to play the games based on? You know, I don't play games. Right. I, I date true. women who play games and okay. I watch them. And I'm like, good job, honey. Oh, my God. You're killing all the bad guys. Good job. Right. I'm yeah, so I, honestly, by like, it wasn't a great, like, 
Oh my God, give it an Oscar. But I did, I did enjoy, um, the Silent Hill movie because it was, you know, it did have that creep factor. And as somebody who did play the games, I felt like, you know, a lot of the, the monsters were in there and it's like, Oh, okay. Look, there they are. And it's kind of like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to do this in a movie? You know? So I, I enjoyed it. So were there any lesbians in the game? Not the ones that I played. Okay, so there is actually no lesbian element to this film. I'm just interpreting it to be that way because you she are has just thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I think anyone who's heard this podcast before knows very well how thirsty I am for Butch Dykes. It's uh it's my problem. This podcast is basically just trying to get us girlfriends, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Oh no, they can smell the desperation through their headphones. We gotta be, we gotta be chill. We gotta act like we don't care. Oh, sure. We'll try. <laughs> uh, what other movies? What other movies do we like? You know what movie we, we didn't like? Uh, didn't have you like? ever seen, uh, have you, have you seen Otencion? Um, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but high tension is the what it's called in English. It's a French film. I, I feel like I've like, heard of it. It sounds familiar. I think it came out in 2000, 2001, something like that. It was um, when I was in high school, and it is a French um, horror movie that was really fucking annoying. Oh, 2003, it came out. Really fucking annoying because for no goddamn reason. Okay, so it's about it's about these two friends, and they mm-hmm. travel to the country to visit one of the friends' family, and for no reason at all, um, one of the friends disguises herself as a like hillbilly and murders the other friend's entire family, and. It's kind of like the, the 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 twist, the surprise twist, and what makes it so um, scary mm-hmm. is that the friend is obsessed with her and wants her, and that's why she killed her whole family. Like what? <laughs> what? Why? I don't have time. We don't have time for this anymore. We don't have time for that. <laughs> and it was. It, it just didn't make it. Like no. No, I disagree. No, absolutely not. We don't have time for that. Oh, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like Monsterland. It's not a movie, Uh, it's a show. Monsterland, Monsterland. What's that one? It was a Hulu original show. Oh, shit. You wrote about this for com, the website that we run. Right. You're probably listening. Okay. (laughs) It's called Monsterland, but where were the monsters? We did two episodes in Louisiana, and I didn't see a single swamp creature. You know, I disagree. You, you know how much I love monsters. You know I love my Godzilla and my Mothras. You know I love monsters. I actually didn't know that about you. Oh, okay. But it checks out. It makes sense with everything else I know about you. Right. Have you not seen my giant Godzilla plushie that's usually in the background of these things? But. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. You're such a nerd. Just consistently such a nerd. Yeah. That's probably why I'm still single. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so it was very like, oh, humans are the real monsters. Like, oh, okay. Wow. Like, wow, that, yeah. That's we know, so we know. We know. We know. I came here for monsters. I want to see Mothman go on a date or some shit. Like, I want to see monsters, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And um, the the episode with lesbians in it, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Like I just personally didn't want to see it. Didn't want to see that. Okay. Uh, so the, the lesbian that- killed herself. Like oh wow. So the 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 lesbian episode. Yeah. So yeah, I was really not in the mood to watch a lesbian kill herself mm. that graphically. You know, I'm actually never. Uh, let me let me let me go through my memory here. No, I've never I've never been in the mood to watch a lesbian kill herself. Yeah, yeah, no. I think us especially never in the mood mm-hmm. to see that. No. So is the lesbian Taylor Schilling? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think so. she's uh, annoying. I don't know if I could ever see her in a role and not just see Orange is the New Black. Uh, yeah. What do you same. think? Same. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't really feeling it. So she is in a relationship with who in the show? With, I don't remember her name, but she is married. And they've been married for like 15, 16 years at this point. Okay. Yeah. So we see them, we see them meet, we see them, you know, on their fifth anniversary and so on. So whatever. But yeah, by the end of it, they're married for like 15, 16 years. And then that's when she kills herself. Wow. And so what's the horror element? Just that it's sad. She- it's, it's scary when people die. Spoiler alert. No, she turned into, she turned into the monster. Like she just um, like, she killed herself, but then she wasn't dead. She was kind of like oh, a zombie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huge spoiler alert. Yeah. So Taylor Schilling, um, love you. What are you doing though? What are you doing? I, don't I just want to know what you're doing, what your whole thing. What is. were you thinking here with this with this project? Um. Okay. What What else do we got on the horror checklist? Um. I put Thelma on there. It wasn't really horror, but it had like oh, supernatural. Shit. I want to see yeah. that, and I never have. Why haven't I? I'm very annoyed. Uh, yeah, I don't. It wasn't like scary, but it had some supernatural elements to it. I thought it was scary. People said it was scary, and that's why I wanted to watch it. So, what's the deal? Why is it worth watching? Spoiler alert! Um, because the lesbian gets a happy ending, and she gets revenge Ooh. on the homophobes. Ooh. So that's always fun. yeah. Oh, yeah, one that I that's put a- on there was um actually one that my friend told me about was um whispering corridors. Or something like that. Yeah, it's a Korean movie from way back when. You love Korea. Oh my such a (laughs) I where else am I gonna get like where am I gonna get other like Asian representation these days? (laughs) After Yeah, so um the one that I put on there was called Memento Mori. Mm -hmm. And so basically this lesbian ghost haunts her school and like Ooh. tortures all these homophobes who are like homophobic to her when she was alive. And I was like, wait, this is very cool. good. Love this journey for you. Get it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's really hard to find. Um, yeah. K-horror is a whole thing. Like they really do horror in their own special way. And it is extremely disturbing. Mm-hmm. It is. So it came, you were just saying when it came out. Sorry, uh, it was like 1999, 2000, around there. So it was a while ago. And I guess 
there's a few there's five films in the in the series mm-hmm. this was the second one memento mori yes all of them are set in all girls schools so even if they're not super explicitly gay they're all gay yeah like there's gonna yeah. be subtext yeah cool i think Love asian it. horror is just so different in that mm-hmm. it can creep you out in a way that I, you know, Western horror wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that the original ring is a really good yeah. example of that because the, mm-hmm. the original ring and the ring with um, that's set in, in Washington is they're, they're different in several key ways in the supernatural element of mm-hmm. the original um, is, I can't remember if it's like, given more backstory or just a different backstory i remember being scared in a different way yeah i it's like it's kind and, of scary that like sits with you if yeah. that makes sense yeah and it wasn't just the ring it was also the grudge the eye oh, like oh, i the grudge the grudge yes, was so scary the grudge oh my Holy god shit. <laughs> why i'm scared <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. Uh, my my family used to tell me a story that it was very similar to the grudge, but it had a very like oh they'd be like, I'm gonna tell you the story of grandma's house. I'm like, oh grandma's house, that sounds great. And then they tell you the story and it's so horrific, like so creepy. Mm-hmm. It was you know what I very like the grudge. Is that the grudge was remade in 2020. What? For yeah. what reason? For what? Um, yeah, I don't know because we've got an American version. We've got an that came out in two thousand four. We've got mm-hmm. the original Japanese version that mm-hmm. that is based on, and then for some reason, it came out in twenty twenty. Came out in January of twenty twenty. And somehow I that was January 2020 was 18 years ago. I'm not going to remember. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Um. It it was a hundred years ago, and I feel like because it came out in January, I should have heard about it. I feel deprived of cultural knowledge, and at the same time, I don't care at all because it got one star. Um, Oh my god. Yeah. Just watch the original. So, Just watch the original. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so Ju on was in twenty two thousand three. That was the original. And then the two thousand four one starring Sarah Michelle Geller, who um of course we love, we stand. Like it was the American version was like scary, but it wasn't like as scary. It wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't we don't stand that film. We stand Sarah Michelle Geller, but that film was not scary. It was yeah, not good. It was the, like it was the original that was so fucked up and scary. Yeah, like there were the jump scares, like obviously you're gonna be scared of that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like sitting in you afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, call me um, typical or pedestrian, but I fucking love a good jump scare and they get me every time. <laughs> and I know who I am. You know, I'm easy to scare. Just give me some mood, give me some atmosphere and a good jump scare. And, you're off to a good start. 
My popcorn will be on the floor. I, maybe you'll get a scream. You will probably get a scream because it doesn't take a lot. I'm very easily, I'm very uh, easily emotionally manipulated. <laughs> I love, I love movies. I, it right. takes almost zero time for me to get completely in the world and never come out. Oh my god, I'm so, uh, I'm so concerned about the about. grudge. The Grudge 2020 has... Um, okay, tell me about this, because I don't know anything about The Grudge 2020. Yeah, it just looks really bad. It looks it looks really bad. It's got John Cho in it, so you would think it would be good, but it's mm-hmm. bad instead, is what it sounds like. So that's a shame. I just that's feel so like weird. if something's got John Cho in it, it's like off to a good start. But It should be good. Yeah. Well, that's rude. Oh god, that's it's rude and it's embarrassing. I mean, I feel bad for John Cho because I just want him to be in things that are not bad choices for his career. So, mm-hmm. what else we got? So, if we could make our own scary movie, like what kind of movie would it be? How would it go? What would it be about? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like yours would have would be a creature feature because you love monsters. I do. I have two ideas right now. Okay, the first one is okay. You know, like zombie movies, right? This deadly disease. Get there's an outbreak, and everybody's getting infected and sick, right? Mm-hmm. Very popular. Mm-hmm. So I want the heroes of this movie to be an Asian mom, a black mom, and a Hispanic mom, and they save the day with Vicks vapor rub. Oh. Because I don't, I don't know if your mom was like this, but anything went wrong and she was pulling out the Vicks. You got a headache? Okay. Vicks. You can't sleep? Vicks. You got the flu? Vicks. For, for once, I would like for them to be right. Just like, you know yeah. what? You didn't listen to us. Now Vicks is going to save the day. I love this. Um, there's no, like, my there's, mom. They are sniping zombies with chanclas from wow. like 100 meters away. Yes. <laughs> No, my parents didn't get, know anything about VIX. It was exclusively used for uh, for congestion. You put it right on your chest. Oh, you put it. You put it everywhere. You put it everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. You know, there's a mom out there. Be like, did they even try to use VIX mm-hmm, to fix mm-hmm. Corona? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah, anything we can try at this point. Oh, for real. They need to be asking the Filipina mothers for sure. Oh, yeah, no. One time my mom made this, um, sorry, tangent time, but one time- It's I was tangent like, <laughs> time. <laughs> mom, my back really hurts. So she went in the kitchen and she made this like weird, like milky, viscous liquid and it smelled so strongly and she put it on my back and my back was numb for like four hours. And I was like, mom, what the hell? What she goes, do? okay, but does this still hurt though? You can't feel hurt <laughs> if you can't feel anything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay. Did she tell you what was in the concoction? Nope. To this day, I don't know. Good, Bob. She pulled out all the stops for you. Uh, she knew what she was doing. It was witchcraft. Mm. Speaking of witchcraft. Oh, she was Catholic. I, oh, that's the funny thing about Filipinos is that somehow they managed to keep parts of the old ways okay. and still okay. be Catholic. Do you know what I mean? I like, think this should feature into the horror film as well because that's automatic. Anything to do with religion yeah. plus witchcraft is automatically mm-hmm. scary. 
like I said, segue into my next idea. Okay, just oh, <laughs> sorry. Just, give you some time. First just, of all, first idea is greenlit. Go ahead, I'm in. Just now, second idea. Hear me out. Just hear me out. Because I know, I know you're gonna just be like Gabs, you dumb shit. I know what the fuck <laughs> you're gonna say, but just like hear me out, okay? It's three witches, right? Okay. Played by Katie McGraw, okay. Jessica Parker Kennedy. And okay. Irene from Red Velvet. And if I could just go on another tangent, Irene, keep your head up, queen. <laughs> you told us one time, hey, now we'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Anyway, there's some drama. I'll tell you about it later. But uh, uh, I, I I tried to type those names into Google right quick and figure out who the fuck you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But it happened too fast. Okay, first, uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy? Yes, Kennedy from Black Sails. Max on stars. How could I not know? <laughs> yes. We're going to take it there. Of course. Yes. Dream girl. Tell, tell me she doesn't look like she can make a good witch, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Katie McGraw. Yeah. Katie McGraw. I don't know that yeah. one. From Merlin. From, she was in Dracula. She was a lesbian in Dracula. Oh, my. No way. Yeah. She was like, you've not seen that gif of her making out with that woman. Like she went all in. Like she went all in. Oh, that's yeah. We didn't talk about um, we didn't talk about lesbian vampires at all, and that's such a it's its whole genre. I mean, lesbian mm-hmm. vampires are such a thing. But uh, no, I didn't see that. I'll send it I to guess. you later. But yeah. So I found Katie McGraw, who is a broadcast meteorologist in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, her uh, last name is spelled M C G R A T H. Oh, McGrath. Yeah. Okay. McGrath. She's Irish, so of course yes. you can't pronounce it the way it looks. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. She's gorgeous, too. You love those dark haired honeys. Mm-hmm. And yes, Irene from Red Velvet. Okay. Just hear uh, me Irene out. Red. Okay. Uh, I am hearing you out. Go on. And they are, they are witches. They're three witches, right? And it's very hocus pocus vibes, but darker. Mm hmm. And that's all I got because it's as far as I get without like being overcome with thirst. <laughs> um, I think that's far enough. I mean, I think that worked for so many films like The Craft, mm-hmm. which I guess they, they just they're making a, a reboot of The Craft right now, actually, and we're going to cover I heard that about when that. it comes. Out I heard about that. Oh my god! Did you know that Irene from Red Velvet shares my birthday? Aries. Wow. <laughs> yes, Aries for Aries. Listen, I love I need her to, for you. I need Stay. to tell you I need to tell you the the um the gossip about her. But after it doesn't have oh, anything oh, to do with not, this. It's not horrific enough no, to no, be it doesn't have anything okay. to do with this. Okay, cool. Um yeah, well I think that's a, a great start for a movie pitch. Um maybe if I could see some pages, I could, you know, let you know if um I would produce this or not. It's a little bit, it's a little bit too much of an outline, maybe not even enough of an outline at this point, but there's absolutely no outline. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pure thirst. I love it. Yeah, sure. Um, What would my, my do you know, know, can I just say one more thing? I think we need more female werewolves because werewolf, like that whole thing. That belongs to us. That belongs mm-hmm. to women. Okay, mm-hmm. once a month you mm-hmm. get bloodlust and you wake up covered in blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, that belongs yeah. to women. True. You're right. And I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. 
Well, I think it's just because women just on screen are just not allowed to be like that. Do you know what I mean? We're oh, not allowed to awesome. be unhinged and we're not even allowed to be angry. <laughs> you Harry, know, we're not allowed to be hairy for sure. Yeah, for sure. We've never seen a, a shaved werewolf. That doesn't happen. That would be weird. What would my horror movie be? It would definitely have jump scares. I think, you know, I think it would have vampires. I think mm-hmm. I definitely have a thing for teeth um, on your neck or on your ears or something. That's That works for me for sure. That's Carrie Russell in The Americans with her hair. She would be in it. Oh my God. Yeah. Her <laughs> hair would cover her bite marks. You would never know. <laughs> Exactly. She always wears it on one shoulder. I, dude, I started watching that show from the beginning again. I, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I was on the last season, like episode six, and instead mm-hmm. of finishing it, I was like, let's start from the beginning. I have problems, <laughs> and they're called quarantine. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have so much fucking time on my hands. But oh, exactly. whenever I find someone who hasn't seen The Americans yet, I'm like, let me give you my pitch about why we should watch The Americans together. And it's and just Carrie Russell with her hair. Yeah, I mean, most of my pitch is just, yeah, Carrie, Carrie Russell's fucking hot. And she beats people up. In what more do you need? A judo queen, yes. She's an Olympian, essentially. But for nefarious um, counterintelligence purposes. She watch the Americans right now. It doesn't have anything to do with horror, but like, watch it anyway. Or lesbians. I don't even think there's any lesbians in it. But you know who is in it? Who is in Lori, it? Lori Holden, who is the Butch Dyke leather daddy motorcycle cop. Yes. <laughs> and you know, when I saw her in that movie, I screamed. I was like, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> oh, my God. This has just turned into thirst hour now. When has it not been? <laughs> it didn't. It didn't go through a transformation. It's oh, always. Yeah, been you're right. Out. You're right. You're right. Um. Well, what do we have left to say about horror? I don't know. I think we might have covered it all. I think we did. Well, um, yeah. As usual, we'd love to get feedback from our many listeners <laughs> about how we're doing on this podcast. Let us know what what are your favorite horror movies that feature lesbian or bisexual storylines or bisexual and lesbian actors. We didn't even touch on anything Sarah Paulson's been in, which is there's plenty. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. We love spooky season. I love I love everything to do with um, this time of year. Oh, yeah. And, you, I don't know if anybody else... Um, because Filipinos, we do also have Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a thing that we do. I don't know which other... Mm-hmm. I know Mexico does it too, right? So... Yeah. So we're very, okay. very in touch with our spooky side. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, I mean, I'll definitely be doing some Samhain witchcraft in the next few days. And, yeah, pulling out the candles and, you know, making a sacrifice, eating the blood of a virgin boy... No, gonna I go won't. full on Jennifer's body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try to fight a ghost. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I mean, I heard that's how you get Amanda Seyfried's attention. So might as well try it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch Monster I... 15 times. Uh, there we go. Monster so. with Monster with Charlize Theron. No, Monster with Ooh. Irene. <laughs> oh, from Red Velvet. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're funny. Okay. Um, yes. Thanks for listening, guys, and let us know what you thought. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let us know what you think. All right, Gabby. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.